since I release in better labels, I had more answer, you know, because if they open the email and they see good labels, they will say, okay, mm, interesting, you know. Also with the biography, so like even when you write one email, be clear. Be clear and be on point. Don't make these kind of emails like I play in two points and then they start to make like a huge paragraph with all the clubs that they play. Or like I share a stage with two points, Carl Cox, Richie Houghton, blah, 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 and a huge list of digits. People don't care about this, you know? Are you ready to level up your game as a DJ and producer and break into the electronic music scene? Welcome to the Break Into The Scene podcast, where you will hear the stories of DJs and producers about how they got where they are today and how they broke into the electronic music scene. On top of all that, industry experts share their tips on specific topics, such as how to build your brand as a DJ and artist today, how to build connections in the industry, how to get more gigs as a DJ, and many, many more. So if you're ready to take your music career to the next level, Buckle up, my friend, because this podcast will show you how. I'm your host, DJ Resonant, host of Resonant Radio and former host of the Mindset Horizon, podcast interview mastery and podcasting for influence podcasts. Hello, my friend, and a huge welcome back to the Break Into the Scene podcast. I'm your host, DJ Resonant, and as always, I'm super excited for you to listen to today's episode with the one and only Alberto, aka Freedom B, a Berlin-based DJ and producer. But before I introduce today's guest, I wanted to let you know that besides this podcast, I also host a music radio show called Resonant Radio, where I publish my house mixes on a bi-weekly basis. So if you want to tune in and have a taste of what I'm spinning nowadays, all you need to do is go to resonant.com forward slash radio or soundcloud.com forward slash resonant, where resonant is spelled as R-E-Z-O-N-A-N-D, that's resonant. You can always find all these links mentioned throughout the episode in the show notes section of the episode. If you want to get in touch with me, hit me up on the socials. My Instagram is resonant.dj. And now let me introduce today's guest. So my guest today is Alberto, a.k.a. Freedom B, a Berlin-based DJ and producer. With influences directly from jazz, funk, or soul, from the first house and electronic rhythms, Freedom B is in search of the constant groove that will make you dance from sun to sun or from noon to morning. Freedom B has already gathered support from artists like Hot Since 82, Supernova, Solardo, and Flashmob, and released on labels like Knee Deep in Sound, Rush, Tool Room, Sola, Elro Music, and Flashmob Records. At the beginning of the episode, Alberto and I shared a story of how we got connected, and Alberto shares more information about Stream Rebels, which is a new streaming platform that is designed specifically for fans of music, providing a unique and interactive experience that you won't find anywhere else. We then dive into discussing Alberto's journey as a DJ and producer, when and why he moved to Berlin, and how his career as an artist developed over the years. Honestly, guys, Alberto shared so many great tips throughout the episode that it's even a challenge for me to summarize. He shared his experience of moving to Berlin, facing language and cultural difficulties, and his experience of becoming a full-time artist. He also shares tips on how you can leverage networking and becoming a music producer to get more recognized in the electronic music industry, and specific tips on how to reach out to promoters and pitch yourself as a potential act for a club or festival. 
Again, Alberto shared so many tips in this episode that I highly recommend you not only listen to the entire episode, but listen to it carefully over and over again, because I am sure that you will find the information shared in this episode highly valuable. If you want to receive regular email updates about new episodes, all you need to do is sign up at resonant.com forward slash podcast news. That's resonant.com forward slash podcast news. And so without any further ado, my friend, here's my interview with the one and only Alberto, a.k.a. Freedom B. Alberto, welcome to the Break Into The Scene podcast. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, really happy that finally we found a date uh, between all the summer things and holidays and personal stuff. So, yeah, looking forward. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Uh, actually, it's really interesting that you're saying that because I invited a couple of DJs slash producers on the podcast and everybody was like super busy mm -hmm. uh, during the summer, definitely. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to, you know, like pick your brain about different topics today. And uh, yeah, um, I wanted to start with this little story of how we got connected, right? So around the time of BDME, Berlin Dance Music Event, right? Mm -hmm. I think you reached out to me on Instagram because of Couch Vibes. And yeah, we're gonna talk about that as well, uh, which is a really interesting project. Which is the name, by the way, it's not anymore Couch Vibes. It's oh, really? Called, yeah, it's called now stream stream rebels stream rebels so taking the stream for the streaming and rebels because mm. means like you know to be rebel and something mm. and rave and and whatever so because you know some people thought that coach vibes it's a little bit like a lazy concept where you just like sit down in the coach while you are seeing something and then you fall asleep so it was, <laughs> it was, so it was not really it was not really like uh bringing so much uh rave uh, and and energy things so this is why um yeah we changed it to a string rebels name but we can get into into this uh if you wanna if you wanna tell us a little bit more about the, the project i'm happy to start with just to give us a, like a little understanding of what's this all about yeah, well, I mean, like, uh, I'm part of Berlin Dance Music Event. Uh, it's like we are trying to bring the ADE, Amsterdam Dance Event concept, to Berlin. Actually, I always thought to myself, and I also think, and I talk with so many colleagues and friends from the industry here in Berlin, like, I don't understand why Berlin that does not have, you know, like any kind of event like ADE, no? I mean, yeah. like something like is uh, bringing for like some days in a week, one time per year, all the industry here, not only for party, but also to network, to connect, to bring like so many good values, you know? So this Project Berlin Dance Music event, um, where I'm part of it, I'm like uh, moderating some panels, like moderator, and also like bringing in other staff. Um, so uh, two years ago, uh, when I finished one of the panels, one the, the guy from Stream Rebels, Patrick and Dennis, they were there, or the audience, and they came to me to talk, and they offered me so just just to give me a little like little uh, snippet, little, little like introduction about the project. In that moment, was really just the beginning of the beginning of a string rebel, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I was really into you know. I mean, I was really curious about it. They invited me to be the DJ in the first like. Uh, 
test event that they did here in one house in Berlin. So we had a really good connection and they told me if I want to be part of the project, like being like a um, art, DJ artist relation. So basically my my way is to just to bring all my knowledge and to bring all the networking that I that I got uh, since I started uh, working in the electronic music business and also since I came to Berlin to the to the new project. So basically what I'm doing is contact people like you who have passion, motivation, he's trying to bring something new, trying to bring something cool for the industry and just like to ask you guys if you want to be part of the Berlin Dance, uh, sorry, to the Stream Rebels project. And yeah, that was how we became on the same path, you and yeah. me. And then, of course, we uh, uh, sadly, we didn't have the chance to meet uh, on Berlin Dance Music event last year because... I was busy uh, on the event doing so many stuff. You were also busy trying to catch as much uh, um, panels you could, <laughs> right? Right. Because you know sometimes <laughs> no, it's not 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 easy to. Even it's crazy, you know. You are in the same city. You plan some meetings. You want to see some certain people, but then in the end, we have our own schedule. Yeah. And it's not really uh, easy sometimes to 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 fix both no but uh yeah but finally then we had the meeting yeah and we were really happy that you are interested to to be part of the the new project yeah i'm looking forward to uh, hearing more about the updates i will put the links in the show notes for the listeners uh, if they want to learn more about this and uh yeah i actually wanted to kind of like dive into your story you know as a dj and producer and uh, i wanted to start with basically berlin because berlin has been a huge part of your uh, life and career if i may say so you moved here around 2012 maybe or or when did you actually move uh, 2000 2012 10 of january 2012 and yeah long journey long journey 12 years man yeah man it's gonna be 12 years in in january 24 but um yeah actually i don't know maybe because i'm getting older i'm thinking about (laughs) i'm thinking about like i'm hey i am not the 24 years old guy who arrived (laughs) here no yeah I'm, i'm 36 right now on my way to 37 and uh, yeah, so many things happened, you know, I was thinking the other day about all the people that I met since I arrived, all the parties, uh, all the clubs that I play, all the after parties that I yeah. uh, uh, I, I uh, was part of it, uh, the bad things, the good things, all the people who put me a stone on my way, people who just helped me since I arrived. So yeah, it was quite a... Quite a good moment, you know, wow. sometimes to bring back memories and realize like, you know, because right now in the moment that we are living, it's so really um, easy to lose the focus and to think like the things are not going well because or you are not where you thought you would be. Um, no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that uh, where you live. I'm saying like you think like you will be bigger DJ than you are, and you think that you work too much and you are not with you thought you would be in this position. But sometimes you just need to stop one moment and um, and just think what you did, the goals that you achieved, and we cannot forget. Like and people need to understand that we are not from Germany. I'm from Spain. Yeah, you are from Hungary, and so it's even when we are in Europe. We are coming to a different kind of culture, especially like uh, when I don't know how you felt, no, but for me being like a Spanish guy, Latino, 
coming to Germany like they are really like a piece of 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 of, of ice. Some, <laughs> Just some, wanted to say that word, man. <laughs> like like ice. not every not everybody not everybody, but of course there is like one. Uh, there is one moment that you realize that yeah. So also to learn the language, also to get into all the bureaucracy, to get used to you know. So. It takes time. So with this, I want to say, like, sometimes if someone who is having the same feeling like us or move to another country, yeah, any of the listeners that you're having on the podcast, and I would say just feel proud for what you are doing. I mean, like, uh, you don't fail if you don't try. Yeah. You fail, you need to try. So if you are trying, but you are failing, uh, feel proud, no? Because we are, we don't have here the family. We don't have here the, what well, in my case, I don't know you, but I don't have here my family. I don't have here my friends from, from my whole life. Yeah. Uh, of course, after 12 years, <laughs> I did some new friends. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are so many interesting things that you said, honestly. Like one of the things I want to circle back to is like moving, moving abroad. Definitely, I moved abroad six years ago. Uh, and it's definitely not easy. And also related to the journey, for example, you were saying that, you know, like where you thought you would be and, and where you are, but like this reflection and being grateful for what you achieved is like, uh, I think it's an important thing to kind of like do even on a daily basis. Sometimes I, you know, like sometimes I feel like I'm not productive, but basically I'm not productive because I just focus on the things that I didn't do during the day. And I kind of like don't consider the things that I actually did, right? So it's like sometimes at the end of the day, I kind of like reflect, okay, what are the things that I actually achieved today instead of like what I didn't manage to do, you know? Because then you're always just like focused on this, like what I couldn't achieve thing. But but also with, you know, with the social media world, what they are living, that you check and scroll down and you see so many people getting new goals and playing new festivals and getting top one chart on Bitport and getting blah, blah, blah. When you don't get those goals, because we are humans, we feel like we are not doing nothing. You know, you see all the people that succeed from the people like another thing, please don't believe social media. Play, play the game, but don't believe it. Don't believe it because uh, sadly, I know a lot of cases that people on social media looks fantastic, happy, everything is wonderful. But when you know them or you get into his daily routine of life, you you know that the reality is not what they are showing. No, so I mean that's what happened. No, this is what to be how you say to be grateful. No, that was one yeah. day that I was feeling like really frustrating because I was working hard. And I didn't was getting the result that I thought I would get. And also, again, with social media, you see everyone on traveling, playing in great clubs, doing this, doing that. And you are in your home, maybe not having a good day or not having a good week or even not having a good month. Yeah. And you feel you feel like you are not doing nothing or you are not growing. But I remember like in that moment, I closed. It was a, it was an exercise that I really improvised in that moment. I closed my eyes. I open and I turn around myself in my room and I start to see the DJ booth that I have here, which is just on tables, mixer and all the vinyls, all the all the posters from uh, uh, festivals and clubs that I play, uh, all the equipment that I got fighting and playing and working hard to produce music from the studio. So, and in that moment, like certain feeling of proud came to me to say, hey, the things are not going too bad. 
how how it looks you know it's all about perspective and also mm. like comparison is like i don't know there was a saying i don't know where i've heard this maybe on a podcast it was like comparison is like the biggest thief of happiness because you yeah. you know you if you compare yourself to other people you can always find something that you don't have or that you haven't achieved and things like that but it's like if you compare yourself to yourself yesterday then you can kind of like focus on this improvement part that you you are becoming better day by day because you're just like comparing yourself to your past self we live in this world, especially with social media, that looks like every day we need to be happy and every day we need to achieve one goal. And yeah. if we don't get it or we don't do it, then it's when it's coming to us, the frustration, some yeah. people get depressed. I also have my bad times. Eh? I also like, like after COVID and also like, uh, well, some personal stuff, relations and things. I, I have also really bad moments, months that I don't really work how I should because I don't feel fine. Also, the, this kind of pressure, no, that always to produce music, always uh, play, uh, get gigs, uh, because in the end you need to pay your bills. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but now the market is changing so much. So somehow, um, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I, I used to be, uh, not now, but I used to be a freelancer. So I, I had much more anxiety uh back then around everything right so it's like it's 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 tough so tell us a little bit more about your journey maybe this 10 year when uh i was actually wondering when you moved to berlin was it because of music because i through my research i found out that you uh studied uh business and marketing and mm -hmm. then you started working in music so was it kind of like your dream to get into the music industry right away or how was this it was it was a really natural process um i mean first of all i don't became from any kind of like music family like you know i mean that because that was so many years that when i was like uh back in the days when i was working like uh, uh in some magazines uh, uh writing because when i was a kid my dream job was to be journalist a sport journalist to work in the radio and to stream no the way. <laughs> and to stream to stream the football matches actually i was like actually i was like playing um, playstation one or playstation two fifa and Revolution soccer and in the meantime i was streaming the 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 the, the matches no where i while i was playing you know so i was really into radio did you want to become a radio host or yeah, like, yeah, a, like a, a, journal, a journalist radio guy in a radio just streaming the real madrid matches nah. because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm real madrid fan really real madrid fan so okay love it love it man so uh yeah i was in university and a friend of mine introduced me to um vinyls and and, and music and so and um, I was working in two agencies in that moment, uh, underground agency and uh, music commercial uh, agency. So in the mornings, it was like uh, the underground one. In the afternoons was the music commercial uh, agency. And also on Fridays and some Saturdays, I was working like a stage manager in a really great party, great club in Madrid where I was basically uh, going to pick up the driver, I, with the driver going to pick up the artist, the manager, bringing to the hotel, going to the dinner, taking care of them on the DJ booth, like the drinks or whatever they, they want. And it was nice. It was nice because that gave me the option to meet really great artists. Like, I don't know, back in the days, it was like uh, uh, Mark Hull, Magda, Geyser, Kenny C, uh, Luciano, 
Rebot, uh, David Esquilache, Matthias Tanzman, uh, you know, I met like so many people, you know, because my boss, uh, Alejandro Montoya, which is actually uh, taking care of Analog, one of the biggest agencies in the world, but he's taking Analog in the Spain, Europe, whatever. He was um, uh, having the exclusivity of Cocoon, Cadenza, and other great brands in Spain. So he was bringing to Madrid a lot of great artists. And um, it was great because it was good for me to 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 be able to to contact with them. <clears throat> so yeah, in one moment after to work in these two agencies and this, and also like parallel working on Digimac, uh, Spain, uh, like, a, like a journalist, because how I couldn't study uh, journalists and I couldn't uh, make, make uh, truth my dream job, Somehow I always had this journalist passion into me. This is why now in Berlin Dance Music event, like moderator, I can't really bring out this journalist thing. No, I really love to write. I really love to communicate. I really love to talk with people. I really like to connect with people. No, so somehow Berlin Dance Music event bring me the, the, the chance to do it. You should start a podcast, I feel. <laughs> yeah, so many people told me like why not to uh, do this kind of stuff, but... From now, I prefer to be guest, <laughs> and uh, and let's see what the future brings. Let's see what the future brings. But anyway, in that moment, I thought like, okay, I never went out from Madrid. I mean, I travel a lot with my family. Mm -hmm. I was a really privileged in that way when I was a kid. I traveled a lot, but I never had this kind of Erasmus experience or like went out by myself, you know. So I was in in Madrid, and I thought like, okay, what could I do? So the thing is, in that time, my grandmother. Uh, the mother from my father died, and my father is only child. It was it is only child, so he told me, "If you want, you can live at grandmother's place, so the house is for you." But I had other ideas on my mind. I was like, really, like now, nah, I really want to leave Spain. I really want to. That was 2011, no, when I was thinking about it, and then it came to my mind, of course, London. Because the uh, the language was would be easy, and also because so many friends uh, back in the days they were living there, yeah. But they were telling me the experience, and I knew London, and I was not really into UK vibes, honestly. Uh, actually, when I remember when I say to my friends and to my parents, I want to move to Berlin to Germany, they were really like, uh, "Why? I mean, why Germany? It's not like you would say first of all because the language. I didn't yeah. talk German back in the days, and." Anyway, but I was really, but I, it's not like I, I never came here just to, I want to be a DJ. I want to be a music producer. I just came just because, yeah, let's have the experience. Of course, I have certain knowledge from all the job and all the work. Did it in, did it in Madrid in these two agencies and like a stage manager. So of course, this uh, stuff helped me when I came here because I knew people and blah, blah, blah. But it was really in 2014 when um, it became DJ and music production, like a full-time job. Now, that's an interesting turning point. 2014. And the thing is, when I arrived, I was still like not really producing so much music, but I was doing little stuff, but always thinking, and that was my problem. No, it was not a problem. It was just like I did it in that way, you know? I was thinking in international labels to release the music, no? And what is the thing? That when you spend some years here, you really understand like Germans take care about Germans and they only want German things. I'm saying this because if anyone is living in Berlin or just arrived, any of your listeners, I mean, or someone who is following this podcast, yeah, 
get deep into German labels and try to, unless you are like a Mozart or Beethoven in the electronic music, that you can do what you want, no. But if you are a normal human being, like 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 like, me, like most of us, <laughs> like most of us, uh, try to get into German labels first to grow up your to grow up your networking. That's a really interesting and valuable tip right there. Yeah, I, I say this because I I, I I didn't have so gigs because I was releasing in in uh, in labels from Ibiza all the countries, but then I realized, okay, maybe I need to look for a German label. And then after to release in my first uh, German label, which it was um, Heinz Music, which is the label from Katablau. So Katablau, the club has Katamuke and Heinz Music from, and the owner is uh, Markus Meinhardt. So after to release in Heinz Music, everything changed. So what changed, right? Change that the people start to say, okay, Hans Music belongs to Katablau, the clubs start to listen to me more. And also changed a lot when I was able to write and talk a little bit of German. When I was able to write the emails in German, when I was able to talk in German, I got more answers on emails. The It's not like, because in Berlin you can survive with English, but trust me, believe me, when you go to Germany in some directions and other sites, or you, don't, or you are able to talk English, or sorry, in German, oh, you are lost. Man, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm smiling. Uh, if the listeners are just listening to the audio, I'm smiling like so heavily because you were talking about this like uh, German experience. And I actually just wanted to ask this very specific question. Like, do you have benefits or do you like um, experience benefits when you kind of like talk in German, write emails in German? And you're saying like, absolutely. Yes. Right. Because yeah, yeah. I was like messaging, like emailing some of the, I don't know, like venues and promoters. And um, I was I was emailing in English. And at some point I was actually thinking maybe it would be better to write the emails in, in German. So that's definitely like a super cool tip for the listeners and everybody who is kind of like tuned in today. Uh, but you were like explaining this journey, right? So basically 2014 was kind of like a turning point mm -hmm. when you started like DJing and producing um, full time because you started producing, but correct me if I'm wrong, around 2012 already or earlier, like. Yeah, I think like actually that's not really long time ago. I listened again my first track that I released that actually was a remix. 2012, a remix, a remix that I produce. Uh, it is or it is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, hey, it was how it was. It was the first yeah, track. It was like a remix more than with, 10 uh, years ago. Man. I was a remix with Gustavo, a friend of mine, and um, who is still living here, actually. And yeah, it was 2012. Then I released on Monza, um, Ibiza Records. Monza is a German brand, actually. But it was also a really cool and well-known brand party in Ibiza yeah. from really long time ago. And in that moment, um, yeah, one the Spanish DJ who was resident DJ from Monza started the label. I was also helping the label with some stuff. And in I released my first CP there with uh, Jacob Fono, which it was uh, my it's a Danish guy who was my roomie mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. He is still also here. So yeah, that was really that was really the the beginning. But yeah, definitely uh, to be able to speak the language from the country where you are living uh, helps. In Berlin, as I said, you can survive with English. But if you go to other side of, if you go to the countryside, or if you go to small villages or small cities, it would be it would be difficult to 
Yeah, just to communicate and also if you want to network, you know, uh, without no not knowing German, it would be tough. So yeah. I would recommend to put uh put time, you know, on this. Ich on this verstehe. Shit. Ich on verstehe. This, on, this, on this shit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, such a such a great tips already. Such great tips already. Honestly, uh, you know, I was just wondering in the meantime, like your production journey, is it connected kind of like to Berlin? Uh, so basically, you arrived to Berlin and you start producing music. Was that the case, or uh, you started earlier? I had some like uh, um, Ableton Ableton courses in Spain. I did it, and yeah, when I arrived here, like Jacob. Uh, my old roomie, he was really into music production. He was also like really part of a really strong and huge label from here, from Berlin called High Grade Records that sadly they disappear. And he was like having a DJ duo with another guy uh, and it was called Phono Kemi, uh, the DJ duo. And they were doing really good things. So, you know, I mean, I was all the time at home and a lot of artists came at home to produce with him so i get involved in all these kind of like people and things so yeah slowly slowly i was getting i was getting more into production nice but hey but let's say this and this is something that i always say maybe it's not like a really popular answer but this is how it is i make music i don't i don't have fun making music I don't enjoy making music. I make music because it's a really good way to grow up besides social media and to put you on the market. But I am a DJ. I consider myself a DJ, I consider heart. myself a music selector. And where I belong is to the club. I belong to the club. I don't belong to the studio. I don't no. like to be in the studio. I have my good moments in the studio making music. When I find a good loop or like maybe that, but if you ask me if I would be able, this is, I'm telling this because there is something like not all the producers need to be DJs and not all the DJs need to be producers. You know, I, we live right now in one moment that is like obligation. Mm -hmm. Like if you are DJing, you need to make music. No, <laughs> because I saw, because during the, during most of 20 years playing, but also working on nightlife, I saw really great DJs which they produce really bad. And I saw really great producers that they play really bad. So we live right now in this moment, like everyone needs to do everything or you need to know how to do everything. And now again, with social media, you are DJ, you are your own PR, blah, 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 blah. blah. So um, yeah, and, and, it's, and it's like that. So yeah, I mean, again, I have my moments in the studio, but if someone will ask me, would you like to be only DJ? I would say, where I need to sign. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. I really appreciate it. But I can, I can, I can, I mean, this is, this is how it is, right? So it's like, it's, it's good. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm also kind of like experimenting. So currently I'm like, I'm, I'm going through like an Ableton course. I'm going to take a course here in Berlin as well. But you know, like I'm experimenting with music production because I feel like that's something I want to see if I resonate with more than for example DJing you know because mm -hmm. I'm not that really outgoing nowadays it's also because you know if I started DJing or if I had started DJing in my 20s maybe it will be different but now I'm more like you know like this process of me being able to schedule my time and you know manage my time and with music production maybe it's kind of like a more like a creative process that you can schedule a little bit more 
maybe with music production you can uh, have a more sustainable routine is what i'm trying to say but also i kind of like want to tiptoe into it like just to see like you know try myself out so to speak right and also and also let me tell you when your uh when your economy is safe economy uh, uh, a good economy that you are able to pay your bills that bring that will bring mental health to you because if you are freelance and you are suffering to uh to pay your bills you will be all the time worried Let, let's say the truth you are worried you are, you are worried you have anxiety and you will not be able to be creative in the studio or even if you want to do a podcast or whatever because you somehow is something kicking in your neck clack 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 like like uh, hey uh we are in the middle of the month in two weeks you need to pay your rent and there is no money in the account bank yeah so sometimes when these kind of people came to me to tell you this kind of like uh really brilliant things that uh, work with passion <laughs> or do what it is and that normally it's people who are really safe on the economy so i mean you need to analyze case by case no so yeah. and i suffer also well i know myself and also in covid time when it was no gig no money no nothing i suffer really a huge anxiety and sometimes i have my i control much more right now than anxiety but sometimes the anxiety visit me And hey, I'm here. I'm still here. Do you remember me? You know, and that the thing is now I control myself. But of course, when you don't have money or and and the gigs doesn't come to you, you try, you work hard. And but sometimes work, sometimes not. No, for example, uh, July was great for me. August is okay, but September is uh, from now on. I only have one gig in September. But also, I decide to go to Spain to see my family. You no, know? so I prefer to spend. Yeah, but also the things are getting tough. You know. So with this, I want to say like uh, to be fine. So I really, I really like sometimes, and I also thought for myself, I don't need it, no. But back in the days, like just to have a normal job that it will like just uh, with this job, I will be able to pay all my bills and to be more free in my from the mental health aspect because the economy is safe and the expenses from the month are safe. But then. Of course, you arrive at home after eight hours in front of one computer because you were in the office. You are tired. Your eyes are tired also, but you need to sit down to make your podcast or produce music or blah blah blah. So of course, you need to do your stuff. It's not the same to be freelance than a worker, but uh, yeah, I mean, so it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there are so many good things and, and nuggets that you you dropped. You know, like there are so many things I could circle back to. Is what I'm trying to say. But maybe one thing I want to mention is that, like, yeah. So, for example, at the beginning of the episode, you mentioned this like journey and where you are and whatnot. I think it's like for aspiring DJs like me, it's it's important to kind of like have this idea or goal of where I want to be. So for example, I'm totally okay with like having a job, but like maybe not full time, but you know, part time. And then, and speaking of kind of like this, I'm curious about your transition when you make the transition to becoming a full time musician, uh, or artist, uh, DJing and producing. How did you make this transition? Because I can imagine that a lot of people would like to do that becoming either part-time or full-time DJs or producers. So what made this shift uh, happen for you? Well, I mean, we are lucky that we live in Germany and Berlin that they have so many helps, you know? This is one of the countries that helped you a lot. So it's true, like when I came here, so I was having the help from the government. I was doing also like, a, um, I did some internship marketing one. 
So in that moment, there is always like a, it's like so many fears, no, uh, to to yeah. face, you know, in that moment because you wanna um, uh, you wanna jump to the full time side of electronic music, but you are scared because you know, I mean, you don't know if you will be able to survive in terms of money, if the thing is gonna be well, blah blah blah. But in the end, um, I really. Maybe 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 it sounds really like, but I really like the Coldplay lyric who said like, if you never try, you never know. It's true. I really believe it. If you never try, you never know. Uh, again, I had bad months, uh, but I was also in that time. I was really, um, I had a really great commitment with uh, myself in the way like doing a lot of networking in Berlin, and I was really doing the job like going to the clubs, meeting the people, going to talk with promoters for clubs that, hey, sometimes sometimes it was horrible because the, it was one Wednesday and the promoter told me, yeah, come at two or three in the morning that I will have more time in, to my party on Wednesday and we can talk. Yeah, but you're at home, it's 10 or 11 in the night, you're fucking tired, you want to go to sleep, but you have a meeting at three. So yeah, that was so many times that I woke up at two in the morning going to the club then you meet someone sometimes you go to the club for having the meeting and then the promoter is not there anymore <laughs> or like oh maybe they, yeah or maybe they don't have the or maybe they are too or maybe they are high and they yeah, they are not able to talk this is why i <laughs> uh, this is why this is why i always this is why i always say like I, I don't like to talk about business in party because i know how it is let's meet during the week yeah go for a cafe lunch even for a walk we, we we take our hands and we walk around the park <laughs> but but you know I mean make business make business uh, in club in the club you can make like a really cool connection talk with someone feel a vibe but make business make business you cannot make business during the party because I know how it is there's people who will promise you hey I will give you a gig or like I will do this for you blah 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 and then uh, you won't you will not see them anymore in your life. So this is why uh, I really learned, but you learn this with experience. So this is why I always say to everybody, just try, have your own experience. Never let, it's, it's like when someone tells you, yeah, this guy is stupid. Don't work with him. It's like when, it's like have your, always your own experience. Never let nobody put some thoughts in your head. Yeah. It's like when you want to go to see a movie and someone tell you, oh, I watched the movie the last week, man. It was so bad. Don't go. But then you go. And it's amazing for you. Yeah. Uh, there was this saying, like, similar to this, like, someone else's reality is not your reality, right? Yeah, exactly. So I have I have bad experience with people that I, that the, the, then I, when we, this, this person came into the conversation, I, I said to someone, my experience was bad, but go there, have your own, and then you can decide. And at the same time, some people told me, man, be careful with these people. And then with me, they were really great. So, uh, try have your own experience and uh and and then you can judge by your own but never let nobody put thoughts in your mind i i love it i love it so much and um you mentioned this networking mm -hmm. which is an important part of like you know making connections and maybe getting some opportunities through connections uh with this learning that you had like not meeting the promoter at 3 a.m in the morning that much <laughs> like what are some of the ways you you networked in the industry over the 10 years maybe in berlin 
every single time that I release music and the label sent me the feedback report, I write uh, to DJs on Instagram. Thank you so much. I just saw the feedback report from my EP. I just saw that you left the feedback. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Just be grateful. Just be grateful with people. Be grateful for everything. This is one thing, no? But especially with people who support you when they don't need to, because they don't. They don't need to. They they don't. They don't need to uh, download your music. They don't need to leave leave a good feedback. So if they are doing it. Because something that I really, uh, I, I learned, but not cause electronic music. I learned this for life. There is no more important than time. So if someone gives you the most value thing, which is time, they deserve your time. With this, I want to say, like, please always answer emails as much as you can. Always give a feedback to everybody. Yeah. Because if someone is writing you, and 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 believe me, just it's gonna take you ten seconds of your life. So when the people told me like, and believe me, I faced still facing this bullshit. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have time to reply. Man, no, no, no. I am not <laughs> a new. I am not. I am not a newcomer. Don't go in that way. <laughs> just say, just say, to answer you, it was not like a preference for me. I will. Yeah. I, I. I. That that sounds that sounds better. But to say someone that they didn't have time to answer you is pure not, excuse, it, it, yeah. yeah, it's pure excuse because and um, when someone tried to ask you something, believe me, yes or no, just to answer yes or no can make the difference for that person who writes you. And the classic thing that in the little details is when you show if you are professional or not. It is what it is. The other day, I was like fucking with a friend. It was so much fun, no? Like when <laughs> when when you when you talk with a booker or you talk with a club, and and the booker told you this really funny thing that is like, I cannot answer to everybody. I receive so many emails. Uh, yeah, but this is your job. This is your fucking job to answer the booking request. Yeah. It's like you go to McDonald's and the guy from McDonald's told you, "Sorry, man, today I did two hundred Big Macs. I will not do it more today." <laughs> yeah, but I'm a, I am a, I am a client. I'm asking you for something. So the same, yeah. I mean, like, do your job. Yeah. If you are not able, even, 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 I'm not taking, I'm not telling to the bookers, answer all the emails in one, two days, but answer the emails. Even if you receive 1000, this is your job. If you are not, if you don't want to answer the emails or you think it's too much emails, two things, or leave your job or get another also booker to help you. But yeah. don't say, but 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 you need to answer the emails, please. Yeah, yeah. We are we are getting one moment that sometimes it looks like we are asking too much to answer one email. Insane. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, my name is Freedom B, artist name. Uh, yeah. Um, do you uh, can I play in your club? How easy is? Thank you so much. We are not interested. Good luck. Boomba. Five seconds. Copy even a copy paste, but at least you got an answer. Yeah. And from that you can move on. So this is why I always say to newcomers or people who ask me for tips or advice, please, as much you can. I can understand that sometimes they write you and you are in the middle of a dinner or family or in a party or you are sleeping. Okay, I'm not, I'm not telling like answer immediately, but try to answer, please, because uh, that will, will really make a, a better industry for every for everybody, believe me. I got ghosted so many times. So why why is this actually? So that's that's when I actually thought I was gonna I was gonna write in German instead of in English. So 
because people see your email, they don't find interest in your profile. And instead to tell you, at least as I said, sorry, we are not interested. They prefer not to answer. And then when you talk with them, actually, I remember that was one club here in Germany, in the south of Germany. I was writing them for like six years, two emails or three emails per year. It was something personal, really. In one moment, it got really personal. Like, they don't answer me. It got really personal. Okay, one day last year, I got... Last 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 year, last year, uh, I got I got one email from the club and the bookers say basically, um, hey, Alberto, if we didn't answer you since 2013... <laughs> <laughs> There is there, no there, yeah yeah there there is a reason why we didn't why why did not answer you, so please stop to send us uh, emails, and I, and, I, and, my, and my answer and my answer was like, man, imagine how much time will save to you and to me if you will answer me in 2013 this, like we are not interested to book you we don't like or we don't fit your music in the club no. That will save us so much time to you because I, I you will not see more my email in your inbox, and to me because I will not still writing you. So this is this is 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 is, is something is education, is respect. Yeah, it is. So it is. So, <laughs> so, 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 so yeah, of course. I can't if stop I laughing. <laughs> no, no, hey, hey, I was laughing actually. It was like so much fun when the guy wrote me like, "Hey, Alberto, we didn't answer you since 2013. That means something." <laughs> Please don't 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 spam us. No, no, send us. <laughs> and in that moment, I remember it got it got it got it got personal. It got personal. Never like, give up. Like, never like, give like, up. Never give up. Like I want a motherfucking answer from those guys, <laughs> even if it's a big no. I I want my answer. I want my answer. <laughs> oh my god! Mm. Goal achieved. Goal achieved. Never give up. What did we learn? Never give up. Never and give up. Keep following up, people. Keep following up. Also, like. When sending emails, like just follow up, follow up, follow up. And just to say something just about this, uh, something that my parents teach me, and this is something I always bring to everything in my life. In this life, with education and respect, you can ask everything, everything. So with education and respect, you can ask everything. And yeah, you don't need to be shy. No, You need to always to ask with respect and education, but ask. If someone doesn't understand or someone don't like, I would say, okay, so, I mean, you cannot get into the head of someone, how they will react with your answer or your email. You can do your best. So just, just do what you feel, you know, but always with education. and. But like, yeah, if we talk about like DJ gigs, I mean, what are some of the ways that people can, uh, newcomers can get gigs, for example, like maybe cold emailing, like sending emails to mm. venues, promoters, whatever it is, but through networking but is like is there like better ways you found better ways or ways that worked for you uh better than these well i mean of course it's always really nice to have your agency but uh, over the years i realized and i still something suffering booking with, agency? This, with this yeah with booking agency i mean like uh and a good friend who is a really great producer uh i was sharing with him in the studio emmanuel satie here from cocoon Croston rebels and everything really really great guy really and um he told me like, uh, man, stop to book an agency, do the bookings by yourself, because if not, you will jump from agency to agency in agencies that they will not do nothing for you and you will get mad with them. And it's true. Uh, when you are good enough or you are famous enough or you have a cool product, the agency will go to look for you. 
with this, I don't want to say that don't look for agency, but for my experience, uh, I was in different agencies and every single time it was like bad, bad moments, you know, because they don't do nothing. Most of those agencies are really uh, people who has like a full-time job and they dedicate time to the agency when they can and where they want. And it's, you, you're getting one moment like, okay, guys, are you doing something or not? You know, so it's better just to work by yourself, how you work or how I did it. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, going to the emails. Uh, of course, what it was really great is like, I used to have more answers or since I, since I really seen better labels is when I is when I, I, I had more answer, you know? Because if they open the email and they see good labels, they will say, okay, mm, interesting, you know? But if you send music, if you send one email and you don't have releases or you are not big enough, of course, it's going to be more difficult to reach uh, an answer, you know, or to reach the promoter or the club owner. So basically, yeah, I did it this. I was into Facebook. I was into Instagram. Some of the clubs or promoters, they have also the email address or the email contact there. So I write them directly. Um, uh, some of them not. And you need to write like a Facebook message or like an Instagram message like, hey, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. I always say the same, no? Like everything in also with the biographies or like even when you write one email, be clear. Be clear and be on point. Don't make these kind of emails like, you know, like I, I play and... I play in two points and then they start to make like a huge paragraph with all the clubs that they play or like I share a stage with two points, Carl Cox, Richie Houghton, blah, 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 and a huge list of DJs. People don't care about this, you know? And actually the people who normally use this kind of like uh, biographies or like this kind of like emails are the people who in general, eh? I am not saying everyone, but in general doesn't have enough cool information or promo material to really talk about what i realized and especially what i told you that the people something doesn't answer and you get frustrated because they don't answer it's better quality and no quantity always quality and no quantity but even for life quality is better than quantity so it's better like just a clear email hey blah 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 how are you hope you had a good weekend i'm blah 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 those are the you put the labels. I am planning my upcoming schedule for the next month. Uh, I would love to arrange a date with you. Do you have uh, time to talk? By the way, those are my social media. If you need more information, let me know. Have a nice evening. Bam. Better this than send uh, a huge email that they will not maybe... Because, you know, I mean, in the end also, you need to play smart. If you send a, 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 an email to, a let's say, Sisyphus here in Berlin, with all the emails that they receive, if you send a huge email with a PDF, four megabytes attached. <laughs> Videos and whatnot. <laughs> they will not, they will not, they will not. So be on point, be clear. Yeah. And, and That's yeah. a good point. And, and, and try, always try. And how you say, I always do the same. I send the email and if they don't answer in one week and a half that I think is time enough to respond, I I said like a I call a gentle reminder. <laughs> a gentle reminder. A gentle reminder. Like hey, that can I'm... keep on going for years yeah. if they so, don't answer. Yeah, this is why I said so many gentle reminders to this 2013 <laughs> club. Sometimes it's like really just like you know someone you know someone might forget to answer or you know there could be something and yeah, sometimes yeah. I sometimes I appreciate like someone on. 
Facebook or on Instagram or wherever, they kind of like ping me again. Hey, you know, we have of this, course. you know, because we have so many notifications and emails every day. So you can easily forget about those things sometimes. Having said that, it seems to me that, you know, like I was wondering, like, when does your profile become interesting to promoters and, 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 and venues? But like producing your own music and you said the labels as well, that definitely sounds that's something that yeah makes a difference so to speak uh because i kind of like want to circle back to the point where you were talking about like you can become a dj without producing and vice versa but like producing your own music as a dj can help you stand out is that true or yeah of course of course i mean this is one of the things when it came like the releases like uh on a hot scene 32 label when it came the release on el row when it came in the release on jamie jones label hot tracks when I release on Circus recording from Joseph, so those kind of things, of course, it will it will it will help you know. But the the but also not only this, it's also go to the club, make good network with the promoter or with the club, uh, and play good, because as as soon you have the gig, your goal in the gig for me is to bring good vibes to the audience so they will have a good night but also that they will that that, that when i leave the place the promoter will say to the friends we need to buy this guy we need to book this guy again yes yes I love this it. is one of my main goals when i leave the club or i'm coming back like i give a good i i left them a good taste that they will see cool guy cool human yeah great music Let's find a next. Let's find a date uh, the next year or in the coming month. No, so this is one of the main goals that I have. And yeah, some clubs I repeat some several bookings. Some clubs was just a single booking, and that's all. But um, yeah, that's all my main goals. Bring my vibes and try to get a a booking. But also in order to get a new booking, uh, it's to make a proper network when you are there. With everybody as soon as much you can so don't be don't be shy will be another good tip no but not everyone no i mean sometimes you know if you know the language it would you would feel more like uh easy no to to talk about the stuff you know whatever so i know i face i face i remember like one of the first gig like outside berlin that i have it was in that moment that i was really into uh, i was learning german and on the train on my way to the place and the club i wrote down like some german phrases <laughs> that I learned to say to them, you know, because I was not like really fluent like I am now. Yeah. So in that moment, it was like more like, I hope that they will ask me for this. So I have the answer <laughs> that I already learned. No? <laughs> yeah, thinking through. Yeah, uh, I can relate. Definitely. Sometimes I play that with the podcast, like, you know, what are we going to talk about? We also had an outline and questions I sent to you, but like, some of them we didn't touch, but uh, there's one thing I want to say, which is you mentioned time, one of the most valuable assets that we have or resources. You're giving me your time. Uh, I really appreciate that. You know, like uh, you coming on the podcast, taking one hour or so. Uh, so yeah, we can wrap up. And uh, as we are coming closer to the end of the episode, uh, I wanted to ask you about, yeah, like where can people, you know, get in touch with you, listen to your music and what's the best way to connect with you online? 
Well, my artist name is Freedom B, so just look for Freedom B uh, on Instagram, Spotify, um, Facebook. Uh, I became uh, a new member on TikTok. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, I was not really into TikTok, but since like July, I'm working with a marketing agency who is like taking care of my social media. Okay. But you know, I mean, right now I'm I'm in one moment of my career, like. Uh, I'm happy with the labels that I release. Honestly, I never thought that I would like produce or like release a label that I release or to work with people that I work or to remix people that I remix. So right now I feel like for my agency, because I'm not, I'm, I'm right now like facing some problems, honestly, on my career to reach the DJ fee that I think I deserve. They are not paying me what I asked for. And little, this is a little bit like, uh, that frustrates me. Because after so many years of working hard and things, you know, like the DJ fee is still there, but also I understand the actual situation, like the with the uh, recession, inflation. We came from COVID, now the war between Ukraine and thing that that means you well, you know how it is. All the clubs are paying more expensive, but you know, I sometimes I feel like, yeah, but uh, everything grew up. The prices and everything, but no the fees, no the DJ fees, no, especially in Berlin, no, that they're still paying like really my opinion really bad. Yeah. But this is a this is another topic that we can abhor in a new <laughs> in another podcast, another time if you wanna talk about it. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm really somehow facing this kind of like problem right now with the DJ fee. And and right now I'm working with this marketing agency because uh, yeah I yeah I need to I need to work with the marketing agency who will help me to grow up on social media grow up on numbers and I know that after like my uh, portfolio in terms of labels with this uh, with this help on social media more numbers and especially nowadays how social media important is nowadays more numbers will bring more gigs better lineups better lineups, more DJ fee, no? So this is why I'm based. But yeah, so, uh, and they told me to get into TikTok. I was like, really like another social media, you know, because SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. But I want to say with this, you know, I mean, like 24 hours per day, we are humans and, and hey, and, 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 and social media, honestly, is sick. It's sick, it's, you know, I mean, like, it's to stay again the whole day on the phone. It's too much, you know? too much so yeah basically right now uh yeah they are helping me i'm happy i started in july so yeah basically freedom b in all of this uh, platform and i promise to answer i promise i promise to answer <laughs> i promise to answer it's, it's not like a lot of people write me no like a million of people but every single person that write me got an answer yes no i have time blah, 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 but yeah I have very positive experiences with you because uh, you reply, I would say immediately almost, but like you're very active with, with, with responses. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same for me because like, you know, like I, I want to respect the other. Uh, of course, I'm taking the time whenever I have the time to answer, but like I, I really appreciate that. So people reach out to Alberto Freedom B. All the links are going to be in the show notes. And available on our website uh, resonant.com forward slash podcast and uh, yeah my last question is as always what are some of your future goals aspirations and yeah like how do you see yourself let's say in the next one year and so like what's next for you well actually um 
I live in Berlin for the next year. I don't want to stay here, honestly. I mean, after 12 years of my life in Germany and Berlin, I'm happy with the balance, but I don't feel like it's the city which uh, that makes me happy right now. Also, I am not the the, the city changed a lot. Uh, it's not the same. I am not the same. I am not the 24 years old guy. But I need to say, like right now, I feel more like more Latino vibes. So I will go for a while to South America because, uh, well, I play a lot in South America, actually. And um, and yeah, I feel like I really need the vibes. And also because the music trend right now, you know, Germany and especially uh, Europe right now, they just want a hard techno, techno. And sadly, it's getting it's getting really tough for me, you know, for my kind of music, like house to house is kind of yeah. more housey, uh, getting gigs. Getting gigs, actually, like so many clubs and promoters that I work with in the past, they told me, man, we would love to book you again, but we cannot because they're not the young generation. They just want like 150 BPM. So interesting that you're saying that, honestly, because I was thinking about like this very same phenomena. Like I was like, you know, I, I'm into house and like melodies and stuff like that. So I don't really like this like hard techno me that uh, that is going on in Berlin. So I kind of like sometimes that's because I feel that I don't belong here. So I kind of like have this feeling. But at, this, at the same time, I also tell myself that, yeah, the music is present, you know, like electronic music. So that that's kind of like on the positive side, but on the negative side, I feel like, do I really have the chances here to kind of like, you know, go this route of house? Yeah, of course. I mean, also you arrived two years ago, no? So you have so many things to prove and, and, and to, and to try and, and to have your own, your own thing. But, but, but for me after 12 years and seeing also like how it's going the, the market and what the people demand in class and what is like the, the hype right now uh this is why i thought like right now europe and especially germany is not my market not the market not my market for my kind of, of, of music no so this is why i decided like why not to move to uh south america like by the way it's a great market uh it's really like burning right now and exploding and so many things going on so especially in colombia where i will go i will live in, Med in medellin I will go to Medellin for like a time, actually. I was living actually six months over there, like touring South America, but I really want to go the chance, especially because the market thing. And in terms of music production, I will stop a little bit. Honestly, I was, uh, I'm tired of what I did or what I produced uh, over the last years. Also when I'm happy about what I did, cause they brought me so many great things. But really right now, I just want to go to what I love is house music. And uh, it's going to take me time to learn the house music that I want to produce because it's really instrumental and thing, but I don't care. You know, um, I really, I really want to have, uh, uh, I really, I really will take the time that it needs to, to achieve this goal, which is really important for me. It's, it's a lifelong journey. So it's like, I'm not really expecting that, you know, like in two years, I'm becoming like a good producer or DJ or whatever it is. I kind of like, because I, you know, I kind of like started pretty late this whole thing. And um, I had these like interesting thoughts around, like, should I even start or, you know, like, pff, is it worth starting or whatever? Mm. Always it worth, always. Yeah, thanks for saying that, man. But like, I'm kind of like playing the long game, so to speak, right? So I'm like not stressing it, but like accepting that it's going to take years and years and years. They say, you know, that the forty is the 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 forty years are the new are the new thirties. 
Yes, so I have some time to follow up with the promoters and stuff, you know. Never, never give up. No, but I, you know, I mean, also we became from our parents. Our parents have this generation. They belong to these generations. Like, yeah, you'd have even my parents. They still tell me like, what is your option B? Uh, what you would do uh, because with 46 or 50 years old you cannot play do you see yourself in clubs with 50 years and you say yeah why not the only thing is like with 50 years I will go play and leave or stay a little bit and then leave I will not do what I did with 24 or what I did like with 30 or whatever I would just change my way yeah. but of course you know I mean we grew up with parents that those generation it was more like uh, what you would do with your life yes yes I feel you same same here same here, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thank you, man, for having me. It was a really great chat with good memories. Hope everyone enjoyed. I appreciate you joining me for this episode of the Break Into The Scene podcast today. If you want to receive regular updates about new episodes, make sure to sign up at resonant.com forward slash podcast news. That's resonant.com forward slash podcast news. If you want to check out the detailed show notes and free resources, make sure to visit our website, resonant.com forward slash podcast. That's resonant.com forward slash podcast. I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. I will catch you next time. And until then, just keep it real, my friend.